got the head down for this, Danny. I see it. I see it. I wish you would have told me I could have rocked my hair down. <laughs> this guy's voice is insane. This band is insane. I love the name of this song, Wake Up America. I changed the I changed the name to Wake the F Up America, Danny. Right? <clears throat> Got my eagle flag on, baby. Yeah. All right, let's get right to it. What is going on, everyone? We are pumped. Look at me. I got the hair down for this one, Danny. This no, is no man, no man bun for John. No man bun today. Long hair, don't care, baby. I've been growing this shit for two years for this guy to come on to this podcast. Well, all right, let's say eight months. Anyway, Danny, obviously, you know, I'm excited. I know, <laughs> I know you're excited too. Hey, guys, I want to welcome everyone. This is going to be a ridiculous podcast today. Koga, Koga, K Fit Talk Live. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for being on this live today with us. It's a we got a special, special guest today. I don't care if you like rock or don't like heavy metal, or you're gonna love what this guest has to offer. All right. So I want to welcome everybody to our K Fit Talk season two, episode four, cuatro podcast today. All right, coming at you live from New York and down there in Westminster, Maryland, with my partner in crime down there, Danny K from Danny K Gym and Wellness, which we'll get to Danny in a second. I want to thank Sizzle International, S-I-S-E-L, standing for Science, Innovation, Success, Energy, and Longevity, which is our official sponsor of this KFIT Talk podcast, providing us with the best, healthiest products we can put in and on our body. Danny, I'll tell you what, though, I cut the sleeves off today for you. Yeah, I Danny K. I had to do that. Danny shirt, baby. Danny I, had go, I had to go Danny K editions. So, folks, listen, I'm going to settle down right now because that music had me freaking raging. And uh, I'm going to contain myself, all right? So we got a special guest today that you guys are all going to love. He's actually a childhood friend of mine. And um, he's got some, some story to tell for all of our, yeah, for all of our um, up-and-coming future musicians that just have a passion for music and it's in your blood and your family saying, what the hell are you doing? Go to college, do this. You're not going to make a career in music. Listen, this guy's going to be a perfect testimony to us today on overcoming all the things we talk about on this podcast, fitness, food, life, and fun. He had to overcome and persevere through all of those. And you'll see what I mean when we get to him. We're going to get right to him. But first, I got to take it down, down to Westminster, Maryland with uh, my partner in crime. You guys know, or if you don't know, you're going to grow to love her as each and every one of you do each week on these podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe to the KFIT Talk podcast across all, all social media platforms and wherever your podcast is found. Danny, now, I listen, I, you listen. I've been down there. We've seen, you know, shout out to uh, to Bobby and to Jeffrey Wilson down there. Bobby's so, on. Bobby's Bobby, what's up, Bobby from Huntington? Bobby's yeah. on. Bobby's a badass bass Bobby. player down there. 
I think it, I want to say DeLuna. It's not Bobby DeLuna, but it might be Luna. Uh, Bobby, what's up? Jeffrey, what's up? Um, he, he changes I, his name all the time on there. Dude, so I can't keep it. You know, and I and it's so funny. We'll get to it, but like I went down there, I saw Bobby perform, and uh, he's an axman, man. He plays that bass with Gene Simmons as his influence, uh, amongst many others. So shout out to Bobby and Jeffrey and the rest of the crew down there as bandmates that made me feel at four o'clock in the morning at the diner, me dropping names and mics, dropping Mike Torelli's name, dropping this one's name, all the people. And Bobby's a Long Islander, man, from Huntington. But let's go down and Danny K. Danny, listen, nobody ever said you were a heavy metal goddess or a chick, but you love music. So tell us I what's mean, going on. How much you, you're excited about today's podcast? Well, so Bobby blows up. Bobby's blowing up my messenger. So he's, he's on. Jeff is on. Um, Jeff says, um, couldn't agree with, uh, John Moore, Mike's voice and work are truly epic. Um, so, um, so I'm excited meeting, meeting Mike for the first time or whatever. I, I'm not heavy metal. Like I'm dance, um, you know, top 40, um, you know, like back in the day, moonwalking, Michael Jackson, you know, all that stuff, but, <laughs> um, but definitely, you know, appreciate the, the, the music, you know what I mean? Like whatever, yeah, yeah, Metallic yeah. Stuff, you know? And speaking of, Mike actually sings a little Michael Jackson himself. But before we go any further, guys, the intro song was Mike's band, Holy Mother. That's called Wake Up America. Come on. How appropriate is that for now? The whole album is epic. Song after song after song. You guys got to get the Spotify. You got to follow Mike Torelli, T-I-R-E-L-L-I, -L -L -I, Holy Mother. Get on the socials and follow all of them, Danny. So, uh... I'm so glad to hear that Bobby and uh, and Jeffrey are on because yeah. I really, really appreciate those guys. I really do for what they do, you know? So I don't know, Danny, we got a shitload of questions for Mike. I, I don't even want to wait any longer. All right. Uh, wait, wait. Guys, we're going to bring Mike on right now. And, and, and I'm honored. And once again, like I told you, he's a childhood friend of mine. We're going to share some stories. I feel like I'm going to be alienating Danny on some of the stories. So I apologize. But Danny will have plenty of things to talk about as well to Mike. Uh, when you the popcorn because I just sit back and watch you all. Just nah, like nah. You can hold a double bicep shot the whole time, Danny. Hey, let me tell you, Mike's fucking shredded and ripped too. So guys, like they say in the entertainment world, without any further ado, ladies and gents, this is Mr. Mike Torelli from uh, Long Island. Holy mo What's up, Mike? Hey! What's up? What's up? How are you? All right. Appreciate Mike. you plugging the uh, Wake Up America. Wake Up. As you said it before, I even like it better what you said. We shouldn't have title it back. Yeah, Wake the F Up America. But, there you know, go. that's for another conversation. Hey, Mike, I just want to, once again, I really want to thank you, your beautiful wife, Janet, for helping set this thing up, uh, and, and your beautiful children, Michael and, and Violet, which they're going to be hearing about the kids later on. But, Mike, so, like I said, man, I'm going to, I'm going to just... We're going to just go into it. There's nothing written down, nothing scripted. I'd like to give them a little little history about you um, first. Um, if you want to give like kind of just – there's no rush. This whole thing thing is for you. Mike, so tell them, you know, tell tell the folks that are listening today, you know, you know, a little bit about your journey. Then we'll get into it, like where you started and to where it's taken you around the world as, you know, as a, as a, as a musician that's highly regarded as an icon in the industry. And how did you get started, Mike? Tell us a little bit about Mike Torelli and how it started and where you're at today with it. Well, basically, I think uh, you might know some of the where <laughs> I got started because it was actually in like high school. Yep. You know, you're playing like high school bands and stuff like that. And uh, you guys, actually, you and a couple of other friends from high school used to hear me like singing whatever on the bus. You know, <laughs> I wasn't really I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just emulating other artists, you know. 
So, uh, with, you know, with that said, then I, we put together a couple of local bands and, you know, and I was the only guy who can sing at the time and actually emulate the guys that, you know, my idols when I grew up, like uh, Rob Halford and uh, Ronnie Dio, um, uh, Jeff Tate and all them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically took it from there. And then uh, I was in the local band Last Licks, as you knew, when we're, you know, even before that, we used to play the roller rinks in uh, right. on Long Island. You know, uh, we actually did a uh, a gig with uh, Twisted Sister when I was like 15, 16 years old at at the Sable Roller Rink, oh, and uh, I remember D coming out with his. Uh, I think it was his son Jesse. I think it could have been Jesse, and uh, <clears throat> that was one of the first big gigs that we did. And then I went on and I went to do. Um, I got introduced to a guy named Jack Starr. Who was like yeah. internationally known over in Europe and all that. So I sang on his album. It was uh, called No Turning Back. It was signed to like a um, an independent label, but it got my name out there in Europe and stuff like that. So we did a couple of albums, and then um, basically, I you know I put my own band together, Holy Mother, in the '90s with Randy Coven, who passed like four or five years ago. Yeah. Jim Harris, and uh, we went through a couple of different guitar players. Yeah, Jimmy plays the drums. And, uh, you know, I signed with a German label, a small label again. And then, uh, you know, we, we proceeded to put out albums and, and, and play Europe and play big festivals. And uh, I'm taking you through it so pretty quick. It's fine. So, no, it's good. It's good. Because yeah. we're going to get into it. Yep. We, can, we can be here for three hours talking about it. Well, yeah, no, no, you're doing great, Mike. So basically, uh, you know, Holy Mother was my my own band with Jim Harris and Randy. And then, uh, you know, uh, the German band, Messiah's Kiss, asked me to sing on their album. They weren't Messiah's Kiss at the time. They were like a local German band, and they were fans of Holy Mother. So they reached out to um, a gentleman from, uh, from Germany, in Bolkum, Germany, where we recorded all the albums. And they asked, you know, if they can get my number or get my contact to see if I'd like to sing on their album. I turned them down like five times. I'm like, oh, too busy, too busy. Finally, I'm like, uh, the gentleman's name is Detlef Mormon. He's like, why don't you just come over and, you know, you'll record it in my studio. And, you know, we'll get to hang out and, you know, they'll pay you well, you know, come over. And so I did it. From there on, I signed up with uh, SPV, which is a major label. And, uh. Our first gig was at uh, Wacken Open Air in Germany. Huge. Uh, I think when we played, it was like 50,000, 60,000 people. Um, after that, right away, they were booking a tour, a two-and-a-half-month tour with Doro Pesch. Her band was Warlock at the time. So we went on tour for like two-and-a-half months, 14, 15 countries. And from there on, you know, besides uh, Kiss kind of, um, didn't stay steady enough, you know, so I went back to doing different things with uh, different local bands and tribute bands and stuff like that. And then uh, taking you to today, we decided to put Holy Mother back together uh, with Massacre Records. Um, as you know, right, I did that project Rising Five and, uh, and decided to put it out as Holy Mother. I took, uh, I did record like No Death Reborn and the song today for Rising Five. But decided to use it on the Holy Mother, you know, face this burnout. Yeah. And guys, just so you know, Mike is, you can see he's just a humble guy, man. And uh, it's, it's unbelievable. 
what this man's accomplished and what he's gone through. And we're going to take you through a series of events that are really inspiring. But Mike, you also, I believe, you also did a Vegas gig where you did almost, didn't you do something out in Vegas for a couple of years? Yeah, yeah I was, uh, I was in Vegas right after my, uh, pretty much right after my surgery. Yeah, which we're going to get into. Yep, I'll get into that. And uh, everyone's like, you're crazy. You're going to go out to Vegas. And, you know, what happens if this happens and that? I'm like, F that. I'm going out. I'm going to do this. So uh, basically, I was playing David Coverdale from Whitesnake. You know, I wore the the long wig, whatever, looked like Coverdale, and singing all the Whitesnake stuff. We had, uh, it was like an impersonator kind of thing, like Steven Tyler, Aerosmith, Joan Jett. Pat Benatar, uh, Bon Scott from yes. uh, HBC. It was a great show. Yeah. We had Brent Fitz playing drums from Vince Neil's band um, from uh, Guns N' Roses. He plays with Slash's band. Um, also, um, what's his name from? Uh, he plays with Farna. Um, Chris oh, yeah. uh, Chris Frazier from Farna. Yeah, 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 playing yeah. drums. A lot of you know big names. So sure. Yeah, that was a good show. While it lasted, I was out in Vegas for about eight months. Okay. Cool. Um, well, you know, when I was healing, you know, it was great. Yeah. I, the well, shows I'm, were- I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get guys. I gotta tell you, just I gotta tell you a funny story. So, <laughs> Angel Witch, Mike. So check. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta tell you guys a funny story. You actually introduced me to all these your yeah. uncle. Yeah, yeah, Mike, we're gonna get to that. School and he'd be like, make naming these names. I'd be like, yeah, you're lying, dude. There's no such <laughs> thing as Blizzard of Oz. You made that up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Check this out. So we're back in. We're back in junior high school, guys. You're gonna get a kick out of that. And we're all on the football team, you know. And uh, we're in the locker room. Me and Cavalieri. Shout out to Joe, Cav, and Chris Cavallo. We're all we're all childhood buddies. And we're getting changed, right? We're in the, we're in the locker room after practice and we hear black sabbath playing over the speaker like in the locker room what is this that's that and like i look at cavalier you're like dude is that materi and valerie our coaches playing black sabbath in the fucking in the lot in the locker room i'm like no way those guys and i think one of them is dead so god rest his soul so all of a sudden i'm like this is sad. this is crazy. So we we go walking over to the to the shower. It was one of those big car wash showers. Danny, you would have throw up in your mouth if you saw this car wash shower. Anyway, so I, we we walk over. We walk over. We walk over, and there's this reverb and this echo. And there's Torelli. No, we weren't looking at his junk. Don't worry about it. And there's Torelli singing and Black Sabbath NIB. And I look at I look at Cavalieri. I'm like. Dude, when how, how what's going on right now? This guy sounds insane, right? So Mike's like, "Yo, what's up?" So he comes out like, "Dude, Mike, do you realize you could sing?" He's like, "We yuck, what are you talking about, man?" He goes, "I'm like, Mike, you just blew us a hey, Mike once again. Didn't didn't he's Mike, you got to get in a band. You got to start something here and set a shout out to our Centericans. I'm like, "You got to get, you know, okay, great. Sure enough." So check this out, guys. No shit. And Mike, tell the story about walking through the halls, what you just said about, about Blizzard. Like, this is funny because Ozzy Osbourne was the singer of Black Sabbath, as everybody knows. So Ozzy started out in Black Sabbath. Then, you know, he had, he had a lot of problems. If it wasn't for Sharon Osbourne, Ozzy would probably be nowhere, you know? Yeah. So you're walking down the hall, down the hall and, I, and I look at you and you're like, yo, did you get, <laughs> with the voice, yeah. yo, did you get the new Blizzard of Oz album? I'm like, Blizzard of Oz, because he used to make up the weird, like the craziest names that you would never think a band would be, you know, back then especially. And it was, happened to be Ozzy Osbourne's, you know, his solo thing. It was called Blizzard of Oz, and that was all his big hits, like 
Crazy Train, you know, like Crazy Train's huge, you know. Yeah. But that was the beginning of Ozzy. I didn't believe it, but you used to come out with the names like, what was your 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 cousin? Uh, Johnny Pizzatola, Johnny P, Johnny Pizzatola, my uncle, man. Right, right. Uh, Motorhead and yep, like the Crocus, Crocus, Crocus. Crocus. <laughs> I, I, didn't you say Angel Witch or something? Angel like, Witch. I would oh, crack man. up like, there's no way, but that's like a weird yeah. name. And so yeah. I still today. I always put witch in front of a band name at the end, and people piss their pants. No matter what it is, you know, it could be fucking Maroon Five Witch. It's got to say witch at the end because people think it's fucking. Uh, you're, and it came from you. Believe it or not. That's awesome, Mikey. Guys, I gotta tell. I gotta tell one more story that I want to get back because this this is a this is some serious shit. So we had back in the day. We talk about Mike was in this band called Last Licks. When I'm with you, when I'm with you, right, Mikey? So, so Mike would play, the, and Mike had the hair, girls and guys. He had the hair, natural perm down to his freaking ass, right? Beautiful, beautiful hair. Shout out to Franny. Mike, Mike knew my mother well. My mother loved Mike. God rest her soul. She prayed for all of us, right, Mike? About the the metal. And my, um, and my mother knew your mother pretty that's well right. too. Yeah, yeah. So, so check this story out, guys. So fast forward to. 2000 and I hadn't heard everybody I'd see around the neighborhood and I talked to Cavalier. I say, yo, you know, what's going on? Oh, Terrelli's in, in Europe, man. He's a rock God in Europe with Messiah's kiss and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's cool because um, also as a sidebar, I think we're, uh, I think this month, July is like a little over 10 years that your idol, Ronnie James Dio, who people compare you to had passed right. away of stomach cancer. So RIP Ronnie James Dio. Birthday was just a couple Weeks right, ago. right. So check this out, guys. So I leave this gym. You guys, some of you guys know on Long Island. I worked at a gym called Big Al's Family Fitness. All right. I leave the gym. I'm I'm up front in front of the gym. I'm going back about eight years now, seven years ago. I'm talking to to Lisa, my assistant, out in front of the place, and I'm I'm just we're, we're talking, just kind of out in the open air. And I look over her shoulder, and I see this guy, looked like a mobster. He was in a suit. I'm like, oh, this guy's clocking me, man. I'm like, oh, God, whose crazy mobster husband wants to come shoot me now? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what did I do? She went home telling her husband about this Koga guy. He wants to put two between my eyes. I'm like, but – and so I see him looking. He's got this look on, like this face. looking, And he's walking slow. He's walking slowly toward us. And I go, Terrell – I stopped in mid-conversation with Lisa. I go, Torelli? He he knows me. He goes, hey, love. We 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 start hugging guys. I hadn't seen him in twenty five years, right? So listen to this. It gets really good. So I said, hey, Mikey, what's going on? What are you doing here? He was doing something, some side job he had to do to get you know whatever because you know whatever. He was going into the gym to talk to the owner of the gym about something. So I'm like, Mike, what's going on, man? I gotta I gotta get caught up. So listen to this. This is amazing. This gives me chills every time I tell this story. Two parts. So first, I said, Mike, what have you been doing? I heard you're over in Europe. And uh, you're doing your thing with Messiah's Kiss, and you're playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people. I go, what's the? We got to get you over here. What's going on? This country needs to see and hear Mike Torelli, you know. So sure enough, I go, I go, Mike. Whatever. I go. Oh, I go, Mike. Did you ever end up? Did you guys ever did Messiah's Kiss? I said, ever, end up ever touring with a group that we loved back in the day called Riot. R O I T. I go, Mike. Did you guys ever end up touring? He goes. He starts laughing. I go, what's up? He goes, I became the lead singer of Riot. What the fuck? I go, what? Guys, picture this. Our That's another band you, we used to listen to in high school. It's weird. We listened to we it in high school. Turn right. Mike on to Riot. We all loved Riot. This guy's telling me 20 years later in a parking lot, I said, Mike, 
you have a toy? He goes, he goes, I got to tell you, he goes, he became one of his favorite childhood bands. This man became the front man for Riot. And Mike, tell them why. What happened? I don't know. Well, the singer didn't pass. No, no, the lead singer passed away, right? Oh, I'm okay. Um, a couple of them did actually. Yeah. yeah what happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Red Forrest, one of the original singers, he's he got shot or something like that oh, in some kind of, in Georgia. One of the other guys, um, he passed away like years ago. He had like pancreatic cancer. Shit. And then uh, the the one that I replaced was Mike DeMeo. He just quit the band. He didn't want to tour anymore. Oh, wow. So uh, nah. actually, Randy Coven was playing bass for them for a little while. He's like, why don't you get, you know, Mike Torelli in the band? You know, you, you know you're real good for it. So with that, you know, it, it led to me, you know, touring with them for three years. Japan, a couple of times, back and forth, all over Europe. Um, some some uh, dates in the States as well. And it was a great experience, you know. Like you said, I grew up listening to them. Yeah. And, uh, That's good. and then Mark Reale is the, the you know the original yep. guy he passed away too he had uh um not colitis but um uh Crohn's disease Crohn's right. disease yeah 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 and well, he's stuck man big time well we'll check this out guys it's gonna lead it and Danny this always brings it tugs at Danny's heartstrings so guys Mike had just mentioned about and I'm telling you guys better get your handkerchief out for this one man so Mike was just talking about, you know, he brought up the C word, which we talk about quite frequently on this on this podcast. And we all know that cancer, and I'm going to say it, effing sucks, okay? I lost both my parents. Danny lost her mom to cancer. And guys, so in that conversation outside on that, on that, on front of that gym, Mike then proceeds to tell him, he goes, I had a little minor setback too. I go, what do you mean? Is everything okay? He go, minor setback, he said. Okay, this is this is what kind of guy this guy is, perseverance. He goes, yeah, I had a little minor setback with cancer. I go, Mike, nobody has minor setback. We, what do you, he goes, yeah, I had stomach cancer. He goes, I had stage three stomach cancer. I go, Mike, and you're here telling me the story? Guys, they read, basically read this guy's last rites. You, are, you, don't, you don't come back from stomach cancer. Mike and Danny, I'm going to go to you right after this. Uh, Mike, can you share with us right now with the listeners? And I know it's a vulnerable side and it's very sensitive to you. And I know how you, you know, you're a big advocate and proponent of, of, of supporting cancer. Can you take us through that? You have a kid. You have, how, how was that experience, Mike? When you, Mike Torelli, lead rock star, fit as a fiddle, shredded to the bone. When you heard that C word, Mike, it's take, take the mic and just tell us if you can share with us what went through. Well, how, yeah, please. It was, um, you know, obviously it was extremely shocking to myself, my family. At the time, my daughter, who's 13 now, <clears throat> was just born. So, you know, you see your, your life, you know, flesh in front of, your, in front of your face, you know. And uh, it was just a, it was a tough situation for everybody, you know. Stomach cancer, gastric cancer is, if you lead into it or look into it, um, you know, you read about it, you think, oh, no, mortality rate is high, gastric cancer. But I just, I knew I wasn't going to, you just know inside, you know, it's it's perseverance, positivity, you know, staying on top and just staying focused on what you want after, you know, preceding the future, per se. But it was a, it was a tough situation. The, the worst part of it was, um, was the treatments. You know, they saw, you know, this guy's, I was young to have gastric cancer. And, uh, you know, they put me through a pretty extreme uh, uh, chemotherapy and 
and you know it just made me so sick it put me in the hospital and um i was down to about 110 pounds 20 pounds um but you know you just gotta look forward and stay positive you know yeah. and uh basically once that was over i mean they they want they did surgery on me they took my whole stomach out i didn't know they were going to do that so basically i don't have a stomach so i had to learn how to eat again which i still you know it's a learning curve even to this day it's been almost 12 years now um i gotta you know eat in increments um i know what foods work with me most of the time and uh, basically just play by ear almost every day. It's something. And I'm always, it's my mentality before all this. I was always in the gym working out hard, always trying to get, even before I was 40 pounds heavier than I was now. But Rip, my mentality was, oh, I, I got to gain weight. I got to get big. You know, I was always into the fitness and weight training. So it's kind of stuck with me and I still train hard. But if you can't get the calories, Right. And, you know, enough protein and in the right food, you just you can't really get to that yeah. level you really want to get at, you know. Yeah. But basically, I'm just happy to be, you know, be alive. I just went to the gastric doctor about a, maybe three or four weeks ago. And he's like, you know what? You're just lucky to be alive. I know you got some complications. Um, I get, you know, I, sometimes I get uh, like backups or clogs in my intestines. Uh, I get intersusception, it's called, which is... Um, intestines going into each other so there's a lot of you know yeah. repercussions per se but uh basically I, got, I have to count my blessings and say you know i'm alive i'm here yeah, here you are i'm still you know doing music and yeah. singing you know the best uh, i ever was in my whole life so that's good danny i know this one hits home for you danny do you have any questions or you want to share a story with mike because danny mike danny lost her mom who was her rock and her saviors basically and her support group uh, and Danny, I know this hits home with you. So if you have any questions, I want you to speak. Let the audience hear you as well. I mean, it's crazy, man. Well, he kind of answered. I, I was going to say, like, how did they bypass your your stomach? Like, how do you eat? Like, it, it just goes right into the intestines, right? So it's exactly. then it's exactly. the, the small bits and pieces. and Right. right. So yeah. basically, yeah. it bypasses right. Yep. The stomach goes right into the uh, large um, intestines, I believe. Large intestines. Small intestines, I'm sorry. Right. That's why, that's why I got Janet sitting here on the side. <laughs> you were going to say the hello to her too. Don't worry. <laughs> so basically it goes in and, you know, in the beginning it was treacherous. It was, it was brutal. I mean, I'm trying to eat, you know, the old mentality. You got to take small plates. Italian. He's it Folks, for the records, the guy's Italian from New York. So he's got exact exactly. pastas and I'd be like sick as a dog, man. But, uh, and it took a long time. I remember like right after the surgery, I'm like, something's wrong. It's like something, I'm getting pain everywhere. Every time I eat, it's just this, that it's, you know, it's comes with the territory. You know, I'm sure as technology and time goes on, they're going to perfect it even more and so on and so forth. But basically I watch, I can't eat sugary stuff because your body can't really digest it without a stomach. Better off. Um, but you know what? It just, I just try to eat small compact meals that are high in, in calories if possible Nice. because I got to maintain weight. I lose weight like one day. If I do a gig and run around, I come back, I'm like five pounds less. Right. You know? right. That's crazy. Which gets to me because I'm like, 
Yeah. I never wanted to be so thin, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. But, Mike, you always were ripped. Big rip, but you always ripped. So, guys, I'm going to – before we – I want, I, I have to go into this video. So, if, if I screwed up, pardon me. Danny's going to say I'm going to screw it up. So, I want to show you guys a video of Mike actually – Playing on stage in front of 50, 60, whatever, how many hundreds of thousands, thousands of people. This is with Messiah's Kiss, all right? And look at look at the shape that this guy is in. Hold on. Let me bring it onto the stream. All right. And this is called this is called Blood, Sweat, and Tears. All right. The typical Judas Priest kind of sound. This is really these Germans love that kind of music. Sick. All right, all right. Here we go. Let's go back. You guys still there? I'm here. All right. So, Danny, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, guys. I want to just get this off the screen. I had a little, 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 uh, what do you call it with the internet? But, uh, of course, that's expected. Um, all right. So, Mike, that had to be a crazy experience, man, with uh, being on stage in front of that many people. But you're doing what you love to do, you know? So, uh... John went. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> He, he will be back. This is John and the technical difficulties we have every week. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of normal. You know, right. yeah, yeah. It's all but, right. Yeah. So while he's not here, like, uh, you know, definitely thank you so much for taking the, the time out to, uh, to do this. I know you got a busy schedule yeah. and everything and, awesome. you know, I appreciate it. Um, I see that you work out as well. You look like you're in great shape. 
you know, a little bit. You know, I own a gym in Westminster, so you know. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, so been doing it for about thirty years. Did you buy? Do you bodybuild at all? Do you do any competition? Uh, no, I, I never, I never did competition. So right. you know, just try and keep it like right there. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're back. Well, you're I, back. I apologize, guys. At least, at least they don't. At least they don't. At least they don't. At least they don't bump you guys, uh, Mike's. Like I was saying, man, that's awesome to see. Um, yeah. So what I what what I wanted to do now was we're going to go through the chronological timeline. So Messiah's kiss, you came back to the states. Obviously, we just discussed your your and 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 for those of you, any of you guys that are oh those that are going through this, Mike had just went through. Anybody going through any cancer, you know, you guys. You know, you guys have support, you know, and, and, and fitness, Michael tell you how to be one of his best, have to be one of his best medications getting back in the game, especially yeah. from somebody that worked out. Right, Mike, you know, you know, you've been lifting your oh, whole life. Yeah. Fitness is everything. I mean, as you all know, I mean, when you go to the gym or whatever, you're exercising. I mean, it gives you that, you know, sense of a feeling of uh, empowerment. Of, yeah. yeah, empowerment. And, you know, I mean, you feel that, good that's about yourself. Help extend my mom's life working out, you know, she had lung cancer. So she was, you know, she would be jogging on the treadmill and, you know, her slow jog, she's jogging on the treadmill. She's got lung cancer for God's sake. And she'd look over at one of my, one of the other people and be like, why are you just walking? I've got lung cancer. Why are you walking? I'm running. And they're like, Oh geez, miss Linda. And they crank the speed up. Okay. You guilted me into it. You know, that's awesome. man. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Hold on. Guys. Never, the thing is, is that there's no, um, I don't know if um if your mom smoked or whatever how, you know the cause no one really knows did she was she a yeah. smoker she had smoked for like 30 years she quit for 9 and she was in the gym for 3 and and thank god she, she was diagnosed with um um osteoporosis oh okay they wanted her to be a guinea pig for all this kind of medicine and I'm like mom the best medicine for strengthening your bones is weight bearing exercises Got it, got and, it. You know, she's like, well, the doctor started uh, scaring her that she would break a bone. I'm like, mom, I'm not giving me 500 pounds. We're doing five pounds. We're doing 10 pounds. We're doing eight pounds, you know, depending yeah. on, you know, what the lift is. But you're doing weight bearing exercise. You're, I'm not going to, like, let you break something. Right. And um, you know, so little by little, she didn't take the meds. And little by little, her um, bone density was increasing. And he was like, oh, whatever you're doing, like, keep taking that medicine. She's like, yeah, right. I'm not taking the medicine. I'm working out with my daughter. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's what was working. And uh, but thank God she was diagnosed with that because she had that she was in the gym for three years prior to her diagnosis. So she, you know, had that strength and everything and, and that kind of foundation to keep going, you know? So, yep. yeah. yeah. It's, and, and Danny, like you said, and guys, the support, Mike, you had mentioned the support that you had from your family, friends, and loved ones. And, and here you are being a trooper about it. And like, you know, in your mind, I know how you are. There was really no option. You had a you had a kick it. You just had you had just had Violet. You had Michael. You had your family. Yeah. Um, and, and I just before I go any further, I want to make sure I make a shout out to the Torelli family. God rest Michael's dad. Rest in peace. Uh, Michael Mike comes from a from a long line of New York City police officers. So yes, we do support and back our good police we officers block. out there. So we, thank we you guys. No doubt about that. Yep. No, no doubt about Thanks. it. Thanks for that shout out as well. well of course, man. You know, listen, you're part of Wake Up America. Let's all wake up. But anyway, let's not get political or religious here because, you know, the lightning bolt will come through and hit me on the freaking head. Um, yeah. So, Mike, getting back. So, Mike, let me ask you this. And I'm glad you and Danny, because I knew Danny had can really relate to that as well. Um, so, Mike, let me ask you this. So now we're going forward. Let's go back into the chronological timeline. 
You say, you know what? You said you're going to, oh, this is what I wanted to bring up. So, guys, during the interim of this, of Mike bringing back and the band bringing back Holy Mother, you know, Mike's got to pay his bills. You know, if a tour's not going on and he's not traveling the world, that Mike's got to pay his bills. He's got a family to support, you know, like we all do. So check this out. Those of you on Long Island will definitely know the group I'm going to mention right now because it probably is the premier M M the premier uh, de band for weddings. They're called Entourage. And a bunch of you guys are going to go, oh, shit, I was at a wedding and saw Entourage. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about when the reality, you know, hits you in the face and you're like, listen, I can sit back and pound my chest like I'm Johnny Rockstar, but the electric company wants their freaking money. Right, Mike? And you love music. So when I said Michael sing Michael Jackson, Danny, he probably has sang Michael. Mike, tell us about Entourage and your shout out. Uh, Entourage. Entourage, I've been with them for 15 years. Wow. And at first it was a it was a it was a big adjustment for me because for ego, for know, ego, right? Ego. Right, right, right. Ego, yeah. Um <laughs> but the style, you know, I, I had to learn how to contain my vocal, you know. Um, you know, you're singing every you know, everything. I'm singing, you know, stuff that I love, but there was a lot to take on. I mean, we do like we know probably hundred and seventy-five, two hundred songs, you know. Um, so it was, it was hard cause I was always doing my own music, pretty much writing. And so, uh, Entourage started out as a band called Vision, but basically it's all the same members. I mean, the drummer, bass player, Rashida is the band leader. Rashida is, is great. She's amazing. She yeah. actually was in, uh, Janet Jackson's band for Danny. Yeah. Janet Jackson. I, I can name drop Janet. I, I know her, but. <laughs> okay, you know Janet. That's that's like Janet, right? Janet, Janet. She was in uh, Paula Abdul's band for a long time. Enrique Iglesias as well. Wow. Um, yeah, no, she's great. She's the band leader. Um, she doesn't know much about rock either, but she knows the popular <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I make fun of her because she's like, you don't know who Steve Vai is. You don't know who, like some of the people I mentioned. I'm like, how, how do you not know this one or that one? But Basically, these guys are the most talented musicians I get to play with. I gotta admit, Danny, Mike, what's I cut you off? Wood and Shane, because he's taking my class. He's a great dude. I he might be the McCray. He's the saxophone player. What's his name? Um, who is the sax? An African American guy. Uh, Bob, is it? Um, he's. I thought he was in Entourage. Um, we had a couple of different sax. I mean, I thought his last name was McCray. Anyway, I wanted to just see if I. Uh, it, if, 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 if you, you might have filled in with us, but okay. our, our, yeah. we so had a couple of sax players. In the so, band, Mike, yeah. you're still like today, you're still gigging. Oh, you yeah, still, yeah. yeah, I just yeah. Did a wedding last week out in uh, out in Peconic. Um, we did a wedding, it was great, and it was all the way out east. Um, you know, we got a couple more coming in. I got to cancel, actually, got to get a fill in for me because I'm going to be in Europe uh, next month in Germany doing a uh, a one off show. It's a it's really interesting. It's uh, a band called 20 Summers Left. A lot of the guys from Messiah's Kiss are in it. But what we do is we take all pop songs like Michael Jackson, Backstreet Boys, and we make it like hard rock. Oh, cool. And, you know? So nice. it's got that edge to it. So people right, go right. crazy over it. So uh, I'm doing that. And then we got a tour book at the end of the year with Holy Mother in Europe from December 1st to the 19th. Um, you know, keeping busy, you know. But Entourage, yeah. I'm thankful for. Like I said, the musicians are great. Everybody sings great. I mean, these guys are top notch, you know. And yeah, I learned a lot, guys. Hey, and hey I John, John yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at Bobby's comments. Bobby chimed in and said, "Charlie Deshant, 
Charlie Deshaun, Mike, is that ring a bell? He's trying to like he's trying to come up with your uh, your sax Charlie. player. Back. I know the name, but I don't know if he's ever filled any. Okay. All right. Yeah. Th hey, hey, thanks, Bobby. Bobby, we should pull you on to this broadcast. I, I was gonna say you should pull hey, Bob. Hey, on. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, he will. Hey, my Mike. So while we're discussing, because I want to get more into the Holy Mother stuff and your gig coming up with D. Schneider, can you let everybody know the name of your bandmates in Holy Mother right now? Sure. Yeah. We got myself, of course. You know me already, right? <laughs> we got uh, Jim Harris, drummer. Jim uh, helps me write the music. You know, he's a he's a lyricist. He's written two books. Um, Bass player, we got Russell Zudo, who also plays with D. Snyder. He's in yes. D. Snyder's band. And Greg uh, Giordano, guitar player from uh, Long Island. They're all Long Island guys. Nice. Um, Greg also has another band called Tergenius. Um, It's a very progressive. Um, it's very progressive. I don't know how he does it. It's like he sings and plays. It's almost like a dream theater. Wow. Kind of sound. Wow. He loves John Petucci. That's his, his hero. Uh, that's that's awesome, man. So you discuss covers. All right, guys, I got something that's going to blow your mind right now. All right. So Mike, I just discuss, discussed that uh, the guys from Messiah's Kiss and the, what Mike's going to be doing over in Europe, they do a lot of covers. And I'm going to tell you, I used to not like covers when people, but when they change it and to tell us how you're going to redo it with a, with a rock vibe and a rock kick to it, I think is phenomenal. Folks, yeah. I'm going to put on, I'm going to put on a video right now. That's going to blow your mind. Everybody knows Van Halen, RIP to Eddie Van Halen. There's a song that Mike and his bandmates covered, all right? It's only a 30-second clip of whatever it is. Um, Danny, you guys speak. Let me let me get this thing prompted, and you guys sit tight. You're going to love this this cover. All right, let's see if I can share it. You guys talk. Give me a second. So, yeah, all right, Danny. Ho hopefully, he won't lose himself. All right. All right. I think I got it. I don't know how to do this. I think I got it. Here we go. Zip it, kids. Oh, wow. Like, he was, like, quick like that, man. It's getting good. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This this is badass, man. Hold on. Add to the stream. Let me go and get this thing going. Let me cue this thing up. And bam. Ready for this? All right, all right. You guys with Danny, me now? Can you still hear me? Or I do you, my... you know that song? Um, no, a little bit, but not not a lot. I'm I'm a Van Halen fan from back in the day, but not like was that like a B side? No, I, Mean Street was. I don't think it was a B side. It was one of their 
top song. Really? Okay. Well, I, I apologize because oh, see, John's going <laughs> again. You know, but I didn't um, mean to put you on the spot. No, I, I, there's a lot. Like I had, I had some eight. Well, my sister had some uh, Van Halen eight track tapes back in the day. Oh, right. Yeah. So, but I guess I just was like. I guess back in that time, I was more like I was crossing over into like the dance stuff. So I'm, I'm a dancer from back in the day. So, you know, so I started flying off on the dancer side of it and kind of, you know, hanging, right, right, right. kind of leaving the rock side, you know, alone. So, you know, I know I know like the main Van Halen songs. But, of course you do. Yeah. Yep, was, I mean, yeah. big hits um, like their, their big hits were remakes, too. It, you really got true. me. With that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I seem to think that anytime I go to YouTube, I block myself off, but you guys aren't missing me. So, so Mike, so let, let Mike, let's talk about, let's get to the gig, man. Let's get to this big gig coming up on the 29th, man. So, so, so everybody in the New York area, man, I'd love to see Bobby and Jeff come up for this and throw Danny's ass in that car and bring her up too. But Mike, tell us about this. Yeah, this. Dance at the gig. It's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, put, we'll put Danny on stage. We'll put Danny on stage. As one of your backup dances, Mike. Uh, Mike, tell us about the gig. What's going on with Dee Schneider and the boys? Fill us in on what's going on with that. Um, we're at the Stereo Garden in Patchogue on July 29th, which is a Thursday. Um, basically, we're, we're playing uh, Dee Schneider's album release party. Uh, Dee is, you know, it's it's an honor to play his album release party. Danny Stanton, who manages Dee, also manages our band as well. And like I said, Russell, Russell Pizzuto. Yes. Plays with D. Snyder, his bass player, plays in Holy Mother too. So um, on the 29th July, we'll be there. Um, there's a, also another band, Kings and Liars, uh, which is D's band. Believe it or not, the drummer and the guitar player, they got a band called Kings and Liars. They're playing it's too. It's so, amazing how everybody collaborates yeah, and does well, side things. You got to, you got to. I mean, all these artists today, I mean, are in so many different bands. All musicians, you know, yeah. you got to. You gotta stay present. You gotta, you know, be out there and be relevant. You know what's going on. You know, yeah. which brings me to, and she's the queen of it, Mike. So, what are your thoughts? I'm showing my age here, 35. Uh, Mike, what do you? And, and I know you rely heavily on Janet. If Janet's there, we gotta have Janet stick her head in because I know Janet's your rock. Uh, you know, Janet, you there? His wife's beautiful, I, man. Janet's there. She's quite running. Uh, she's stop, here. stop. I, so, Mike, what, is Janet? You gonna say hello? What's up, Janet? <laughs> yeah, there's the there's there's the boss behind all the action. Uh, but Janet, you you would appreciate this question because we live in a world of social media, guys. And people have said to me and Danny all the time, "Why don't you guys have a million followers? Everybody in the fitness industry, you know, knows you guys and all this good stuff. It's it's a lot of work to keep up." So, Janet, are you trying to? Are you finding it like with my? Listen, Mike. As far as I'm concerned, is a household name in my eyes and in many people's eyes that know the industry, the music industry, but it's like, then you throw us into the world of social media. John Kogan's got a thousand, I could care less, but tell us how important it is for us to be more proactive as Mike should be right. Janet in social media. I'm on social media all the time and I don't even know what to do, but I'm posting, <laughs> sharing this. I'm constantly every morning when I wake up, it's, like it's about hour every day. Um, exactly. Do I post yeah. a picture or a story, a video. A yeah. video? Do I share to Instagram? Oh, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. I'm all over the place. It's yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And unless unless you want to, which Mike's not going to allow it, 
and nor would I, unless you want to, you know, it's so funny. You can put a video of Mike singing a Coverdale song better than Coverdale or a Dio song better than Dio, and he'll you'll get views. You put Janet in a thong, you know, washing the windows in the fucking house, and you're gonna get, you know, it's crazy. So it's I don't, like, I don't, I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, all right, you're right. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's that crazy. works. So that gets most of the likes. Yeah. For sure. It's true. It's true. Even in some of your videos that you film and you got to, you know, we we're going to throw some, 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 you know, when you got to go out, we get some of the, some of the models that have to come in, you know, to, to, to be in some of the videos. Um, it, it's a lot of work, but guys, the reason I'm saying is I want to make sure you guys follow Mike, Mike, to, do you, you might not even know it. <laughs> Janet, where can we find you guys on social media? <laughs> I love the way you said that. You know what? I got you, a sheet you over got here. a point. <laughs> And you know what? He but doesn't she, know it. This is why I did this. Ready? She puts it all the way over here where I can't see it. <laughs> That's a rock star, folks. That's a oh, true God. rock star. Just let him sing. Let him. Do, don't worry about it. Janet, tell us where we can find you guys at. Well, Mike, name on the list. So you can access All right. It. You can follow Holy Mother on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> or follow me, Mike Torelli, musician, on Facebook and, and Instagram. Yeah. On Twitter, Mike Torelli slash... Holy Mother Band. I'll say it again. Mike Torelli, musician, on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, Mike Torelli slash Holy Mother Band. All right, get rid of this thing, guys. I'll make sure I'll make sure we put it in, in the comments. And if you guys have any questions for Mike or comments, please ask them in the comments. All right, and we'll make sure we give you guys all the tags where you can find these guys. Um, I'm really excited about this event. If you're in the Long Island area next week on the 29th of July. Um, you got to check it out. I'll post the link up for Soundgarden where you guys can see Mike. I'll, we'll introduce you guys to him. Stereo, stereo, uh, stereo. Oh, what did I say? Stereo guy, can't you? Everyone what says Soundgarden. Everyone says. Oh, Soundgarden. The group Stereo Garden and Patchogue. Stereo Garden. Sorry about that, Stereo Garden. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 going to be epic. It's going to be a great time. Um, and, and Mike, so let me ask you this. I told everybody that your influences, obviously, you had Dio, you had Halford, and stuff like that. Um, are you? You know, as far as singing, but do you, Mike? Do you play any instruments as well, or what do you, what do you do for as far as uh, uh oh, shit, there he goes. This wasn't even queued up. Uh oh. Oh well, shit. I, instruments. I write everything. I write the whole album all the time. Oh shit. Go ahead, take it away, Torelli. <laughs> How about that? That, that Mike, I know you I know, I know your voice now. I'm not gonna put you on the spot. I'm gonna say to do a little something for us right you now. You know, my voice is so tired. I was up to no, like save it, save, no. last night. I wouldn't even do that to you. I wouldn't even do that to you, bro. Save it, save it. So, Mike, a question for you on a serious note with the cancer. Now, when they say when you sing, you're supposed to sing from your diaphragm. Did you have to retrain yourself to sing, or did how did it work when you came back from cancer? Uh and beat it, mind you. I was definitely definitely fortunate enough. I didn't lose anything. But with the wedding band, I sing differently. Pop music is different. Pop music is a lot of uh, a lot more whispery, a lot more softer. Um, the only way when I went back to singing the hard rock, heavy metal stuff, that's a lot of diaphragmic work and belting. Um, but basically, that's what I had to work work on was the diaphragmic. Uh, projection and power and stuff like that. But as far as like the Maroon 5 stuff, it's very whispery and it's also a different placement of the voice, you know? Not to take away anything 
from you know pop singers and stuff because they're brilliant yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah you definitely have a lot have of great I like I like a lot of the singers. Uh, you know, um, um, Maroon Five, uh, Adam Levine's a great singer. Um, Bruno Mars is like one of the best ever. He's yeah. just incredible. Yeah, I, I you know agree. What? And that guy actually sings both. That guy's incredible. His pitch is amazing. But basically, I had to like work on the diaphragmic uh, compression and stuff like that, the belting, the Dio voices, you know. Yeah, the for old sure. blues singers, the blues singers, you know, like all those guys. Their influences were were Bobby Blues Bland, uh, King, um, all those, you know. Uh, who else? Some of the, you know, all those blues soul singers. Those are the ones that they listen to, and they did a lot of the. Um, <clears throat> diaphragmic singing and stuff like that you know yeah yeah so basically the pop singing the you know, pop music is just a different uh okay different position okay. in the vocal and stuff like that that's the only problem but coming back to the wedding band stuff my voice was perfect great nice and i'm sure you guys are booked non-stop right through man right you guys got gigs lined yeah, we're up doing pretty well. you know we used to do so many gigs. we used to do like you know 75 gigs a year and showcase twice twice a month you know, I really don't want to do that anymore, and I don't think anybody else in the band wants it. So it's it's too much. It's too demanding. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I was very busy with other shit. So, Mike, Mike, I have a question for you, and it's on the lines of obviously things going viral. So we're talking about social media, getting you a presence, and all this good stuff. And I'm going to names drop again because this guy is another icon that you teamed up with. Tell everybody a little bit about uh, about Richie Castellano, Blue Eyes the Cult. Tell them what you have going on with Band Geeks, Mike. Um, Richie runs a show called Band Geek on YouTube. He's got a, he's got a lot of followers as well. Um, what he does was he brings different artists onto his show and he does his own thing as well. He's a great singer. He's a great guitar player, plays just about every instrument. Um, so with that, he asked me to come on as a, as an artist. He was looking for a rock singer and I was rec highly recommended from like Bobby Rondinelli, People might know him. He's a drummer. Played with uh, yeah, played with Rainbow, the Scorpions, Black Sabbath. He's a Long Island guy as well. Uh, Jules Redino recommended me, so I went on uh, his show called Band Geek, and uh, we did two songs first, the first time, which was uh, Here I Go Again, and we did Children of the Sea from Black Sabbath, which Dio was in the band at the time. Wow. And you know, right now it's. It, it, I, I don't know what the views are. It's it's close to a million views now within a year, awesome. which is pretty good today, you know. And All then right. uh, Children of the Sea is doing really well as, as far as the views. And then uh, he invited me back like four months after that. And we did uh, To Be With You from Mr. Big, which is more of a ballady kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I was pretty thankful because I'll tell you what, I, I gained a lot of recognition from that show. I really did. Yeah. People from, yeah. all, you know, everywhere. Richie yeah, sings. Yeah. Richie is the singer of Blueish the Cult now, and he's like yeah. the MD as well. Yep, yep. Shout out to Richie and Bangies. Check him out. So, Mike, I know I don't want to keep you on all day, but I, I have to get to this because, Danny, I know you got to go at 3.15, so we're going to wrap it up in a couple of minutes, and I can talk to you all day. But, Mike, let's get back to this next video that I want to show. Guys, you got to check this out. Danny, this one is going to, once again, tug at your heartstrings, all right? This song that Mike wrote, I think with it with his bandmates, um, uh, and he it's actually features his violet, his beautiful daughter on stage. And this song, Mike, tell us 
and Daniel, like I said, can relate to this with the addiction. Tell everybody right. what No Death Reborn means. You wrote it. Tell us the significance and the meaning and what the song is about before we prompt up the video. Well, No Death Reborn deals with the opioid uh, abuse and addiction in a lot of the teens and not only the teens, but young adults. And uh, that song totally inspired me to write with, with Jim Harris. I wrote the music, all the music, sent it to Jim Harris, and he wrote most of the lyric to that. I told him what I wanted it to be about. Like I said, Jim's written two books, fiction books, horror. I think they're like horror fiction books, uh, which horror obviously normally is a fiction book. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he came out with these brilliant lyrics to fit exactly what I was singing, you know, with my melody and stuff like that. So All right. basically that's what it's about. And it tears families apart, you know. I mean, people, it's just, it's a terrible thing, you know. So basically No Death Reborn is deals exactly with opioid yeah. abuse. But let's prompt it up. And then while I'm doing it, if I lose you guys, curse me later. Let me see if I can get this. Let me share this. Let's go with this like this. Full screen, stream yard. Let's see if I can bring it on, guys. Yeah, and Mike, guys, Mike's daughter is featured in this, man. This is crazy. She's actually going to be at the show as well. She'll be singing on this song. All right, on cool. Come on, come on, YouTube. All right, give me a second, guys. Oh, come on. There we go. Come on, kids. All right, Danny, talk to Mike while I. Uh... It's the internet connection in his closet. He doesn't have. All like, right, zip it, man. One door. <laughs> Can you guys see it? Yep.
That is powerful, man. That is powerful. Awesome. It is. Yep. I got to say, I mean, the opioid wow. abuse, I mean, just tears families apart, you know? It's fucking horrible. Guys, if that one... I don't care if you listen to heavy metal or rock. You watch that video. Mike, that video was amazing, powerful, right. empowering. Danny, I saw you while I was watching it, Danny. Yeah. I, can, I was reading your mind. I Trust me. Mike, I, I can't thank you enough. I know Danny feels the same way. We'll let her speak. But I just, I am so grateful and appreciative for your friendship, um, for, yeah. you, for, your, for your presence on this earth. How you how you've inspired and made us all feel and gotten us through with your vocals, with your God-given talent, vocals that were almost taken away from you, and so was your life. And I am forever grateful and thankful for you as a friend and for you as an artist and for you as a human being. So I want to say God bless you and thank you for doing this podcast. It was an honor to have you on. And uh, guys, you got to reach out and, and follow Mike. He, he's a special human being, man. He He's the kind of guy that, like I said, he'll give you the shirt off his back. He checks his ego at the door. The guy's played in front of hundreds and thousands and millions of people. He's got these videos. And here he is on this crazy podcast that Danny K and myself put together, Mike. So I, I want to thank you. I'm going to let Danny speak. I don't want to speak you. for her. You know? Thank no. you, brother. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, thank you for the, the, for the fight of that cancer and that you're, you're here. I'm going to have to not talk about it, uh, but um, no, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing. And I'm just blessed that you actually survived it. I was hoping my mom would, but. Yeah, God bless. Thank you so much. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's so anybody out there fighting anything, you know, it's if you you keep that that perseverance and everything. And I know John, I put my mom's saying on me, hide and watch. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yep. so anytime she uh, somebody told her she couldn't do something, she always said hide and watch. So you know, for anybody dealing with anything that you know you think you can't dig out of, hide and watch, get the hell out of it, and you know, like you're you're living proof, Mike. And I, I appreciate your time, I appreciate your life, and uh, appreciate all your fight that you do for everything. Thank you, I appreciate you guys too. Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. It's nice to talk about things like that. Hopefully, we can reach other people and they can have you know inspiration you know yeah things are good things could be good always you know no matter how bad it is there's other people that are worse and i'm sure you heard that before right and people need to know like not just about all the the negative things that happen they need to know about the positive the people that beat certain things people that are beating you know against all odds you know what i mean like so it you know and, and focus on that because that's where your that's where your focus should be at the target right. not you know the target where right. you want to be you know you got it yeah. Focus on the target. You focus yep. on negative stuff, that's where you head. Exactly. You have to, I mean, everyone's done it, and that's you learn the hard way. Yes. Yeah. It's sad, but that's the only way you learn. Yep. He's, he's frozen. Uh, he is frozen. Oh, my God. I just He's like, oh, and now he's gone. <laughs> Mike, I deal with this every week. <laughs> he's calling me right now. Oh, is he? <laughs> What's he? Get him off speakerphone. I only, I only hear Danny. That's it. All right, don't Danny. I just called you. You guys close it out, man. Mike, thank you again. I'll check in with you, brother. All right, thanks, man. All right, Mike. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and thank and you. everything. Um, you know, good luck, Godspeed. You know, every every adventure that you have, get it going, and and we'll be watching you. John's calling me now. <laughs> 
Take care. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. I am. Okay, John. Yeah, all right. Thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, like I always say, stay tuned, stay in touch, stay informed, stay motivated, guys. All thank right, you. Mike, again, thank you. And keep killing it, man. Take care. Thank man. you. Thank you.